0: Hey, you guys, welcome back. Today, I am finishing up my conversation with Michelle Donnelly from Agape Moms and the Christian Single Moms podcast. We are talking about abuse and divorce and the heart of God for you in the midst of it all. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I would encourage you to pause and listen to that one first before you dive into this conversation. Over the next few weeks, I'm inviting a few other friends who hold different perspectives and stories relating to marriage and divorce and relationships and forgiveness. I think it's really important that we're not just hearing one side of the story, but we're able to hear from multiple different women with multiple different stories and wisdom and hear the truth of God's word, which remains consistent through it all. In other news, our Ephesians Bible study is officially live. The study comes with 12 audio lessons and an ebook and a private community Facebook page as well. Starting in September, we're going to be moving through the Bible study together on the Facebook page and we would love for you to join us. You can use the code UNTIL to receive $5 off the Ephesians study. Go to www.foreternityanduntil.com and snag it for yourself. Maybe invite a friend to come and dive into the book of Ephesians with you. If you believe in the work that we're doing at For Eternity and Until, and you want to be a part of helping us fund some of the upcoming projects that we are working on for the second half of this year, then buy us a cup of coffee. There is a link in the show notes below. Throw us five bucks. It really does go a very long way so we can continue to impact the lives of women to empower them to live for eternity now. And without further ado, let's finish up this conversation with Michelle Donnelly. You're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started.
1: Everybody has to do their own work. And that's the biggest problem with helping people to understand abuse dynamics. It's not a relationship problem. Mm -hmm. You cannot cause somebody to abuse you. I don't care how unpleasant you are. Can you say that one more time? (laughs) You cannot cause somebody to abuse you. (laughs) Could we repeat that? Yes. Put it on a t-shirt. We're going (laughs) to... It is
0: not your fault. It's
1: not your fault. Think of it this way. Tori, if you are like a nag of a friend Mm -hmm. right like you're always just like so unpleasant to be around right (laughs) yeah i can tell you i can sit down with you and say hey tori this is hard for me Mm -hmm. i can decide not to spend as much time with you i can pray for you (laughs) yeah i can go seek help from a counselor to learn how to deal with you there's all different methods of things i could choose other than abusing you abuse is always a choice Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how imperfect or unfriendly or whatever that you've been told that you are. There's no good justification. Yeah, It's a choice of the
0: abuser and they are responsible for making that choice as the abuser.
1: Right. So we need to understand abuse is not a relationship problem. It's a sin problem. It is a problem within the heart that says, I want to deal with situations by making somebody else feel bad. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to deal with situations by making myself feel powerful. I want to deal with situations by taking things from other people. Wow. That's really what the core of abuse is all about. And so when we recognize that, though, that means I walk into a counseling office as an individual saying, how do I separate myself from this so that I don't let it destroy me? How do I strengthen myself if this is a person I have to deal with? Mm -hmm. How do I separate myself from them if I can't deal with it? Mm -hmm. And that is really where that healing work can start, that you're still a separate individual, regardless yeah. of whether or not that you, this is a person you're married to, whether or not this is a parent. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this happens in all different kinds of dynamics. But you have a separateness that is so beautiful to God. And yes, relationships are beautiful too, and there can be wonderful healing and great things that happen in relationships. But they, if, it's a danger, if this one is a dangerous thing, you still have to know that, Aside from this relationship, you have extreme worth to God. Mm-hmm. And your worth to God matters way more than this relationship.
0: Right. Because at the end of the day, marriage is meant to be a an example of Christ in the church, right? When right. you read, we just did a study through Ephesians, Ephesians chapter five, all about the S-word, submission. Mm-hmm and um, how skewed that can often be of recognizing that first the husband and the wife are submitted before god first and mm-hmm. foremost 100%. if there isn't a submission before god first and foremost then there oftentimes can't be a full submission to one another that's right because if i'm submitting to a husband who holds values that are not in submission to christ my lordship is still belonging to christ first and foremost i Mm -hmm. can submit to my husband if we're in unity there but you're right throughout all of the gospels the message is unity a body of christ a building growing together if you have a part of your body that is malfunctioning Mm -hmm. i mean i got in a car accident and i i had my a problem with my intestines guess what they had to do Mm open up my body mm. and fix my intestines yeah. and while they were at it i mean they took out my appendix because they're like it's probably going to have a problem in the future i'm like you didn't even ask me <laughs> you know but if my my husband's appendix he had appendicitis when he was mm. five you take the appendix out mm-hmm. otherwise the entire body is going to turn yes. septic yes. other you know you're going to have disease you may have death yep. there may be a destruction in a future so recognizing that if it's unifying under the one the oneness of Christ in your marriage, you can't have that without submission to one another before Christ. In order to have that first and foremost, that reconciliation, the necessary component of it is repentance. Yes. And without a repentant heart, we are turning away from I am God, my will, my way, to God's will, God's way, I'm submitted to him, you're not going to have unity mm-hmm. or even really have a, f- a full understanding of love.
1: Yeah. And the Bible says we need to expose the works of darkness, and that doesn't have any boundaries. That doesn't say if it's your husband, don't, you don't have to expose it. If it's your child, you don't have to expose it. If it's your mom, you don't have to expose it. Whatever it is, you are supposed to expose the works of darkness. And the only way sometimes you're able to do that is openly, openly, admitting what it is you're experiencing and getting help for it and then stepping away from this person. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to advocate for any particular course of action in the sense of, I'm never going to say, well, it means you have to get divorced. I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say is that God cares about you and your life, your holiness before him, your relationship with him so much That he would not want to see you diminished and destroyed by someone's sin. And that's what happens in an abusive dynamic is your personhood is being assaulted and diminished and destroyed to the point where you're not able to be all the things that God has created you to be. Mm -hmm. You are not using your giftedness, you're living small, you're living afraid, you're walking on eggshells, you're concerned more about what this person is going to do and how to avoid it than you are in worship maybe
0: or Mm -hmm. spending your
1: time with God or Mm. walking in the things that he's called you to. And so if we understand that marriage is supposed to be a picture of God's love for his bride, and if your relationship doesn't reflect that, we have, there's some work that, there's something that has to be done there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in healthy instances, it can be communication skills and it can be learning how to relate to one another. But where there's rampant sin in a relationship, it has to be called out. Yeah, And you have to understand that God desires peace. He desires shalom, that that's what Jesus died for for us was to restore the peace that was lost in the fall Mm. that when shalom was shattered and when we look at that word shalom it's not just peace it's wholeness it's unity it's oneness it's all of these things that if our relationships closest relationships don't reflect that what what are we giving other people to look at
0: yeah can i ask the question that I know someone is going to ask, mm-hmm. would ask at the table before we close out. And I mean, I, I feel like you just keep on talking. <laughs> just keep talking. Um, how do you reconcile everything that we just said to Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount about divorce? And um, that if you divorce, if you get divorced, I don't remember exactly the, the specific words. I could look it up, but that you're committing adultery, getting married to someone who has divorced. and Mm -hmm. Because every time that I have these conversations with women who are in this space and in agreement with all the things that you just said about that piece, they always come back to you, but it's wrong. Jesus Mm -hmm. said it.
1: Okay. So if you want to know what the Bible says about divorce, you cannot look at individual verses about divorce. And I know that seems strange to say that. Um, But number one, it removes it from the entire context of the story of Scripture Mm -hmm. and the restoration story of God redeeming his people. Mm -hmm. If you go through the totality of Scripture, you will actually see, especially in the book of Jeremiah, in the book of Isaiah, God is referenced as divorcing the nation of Israel Mm -hmm. for their infidelities, for their impropriety. So that's a real strong metaphor. Mm -hmm. If God is saying, I hand her a writ of divorce. So we have to understand that divorce is not a one-size-fits-all equation. Are there times where it is sinful? 100%. Mm -hmm. Are there times where it is meant to bring about a consequence and potentially even hopefully a point of reconciliation? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the whole point of God saying, I divorce her, is to draw her to repentance. Yeah. To enforce a consequence to draw her to repentance. And then laid
0: his life down for her. Correct. Like when you, you look at the whole story of, um, in the book of... Hosea. Hosea. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, the word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole story of the book of Hosea, it's come back to me. And right. the, you know, over and over and over again, which is the heart of God. Right. So when you see divorce in that... Right. In that light. Because anyone who's struggling with divorce and like trying to like mirror maybe an example of what you saw in a human person mm-hmm. to God, it's not the same. God's character is very no. much different. And that's the so. other thing
1: is God was able to say, I'm actually going to change your heart. I'm going to actually turn your heart of stone into a heart of flesh mm-hmm. so that you will be restored to me, so that there will be a reconciliation between mm-hmm. us here. But we're people and we can't do that. So if there is an instance where a divorce is a necessary action especially as it comes to safety and that's one of the things that we always have to emphasize when we're yeah. dealing especially with abuse is that there would be safety right. in the process of separating two people um, We have to understand that that may not be the outcome of the story so while while when possible we absolutely can pray and hope for restoration there are some cases where that's not necessarily even a biblical it's not biblically advisable given all the things that we've just mentioned about a person, if they're in their sin and all that sort of thing. Um, if we look then even further into what Jesus had to say about it, in Matthew, he talks about the fact that he's settling an argument between these two groups of rabbis, or rather, uh, the Pharisees. You know, and, and, and really what these two groups are is one group saying from the book of Deuteronomy, well... You can divorce your wife for anything if she displeases you. So if she's burnt the toast, if she, you know, doesn't do the laundry the way you like it, go ahead, divorce her, mm. right? Trade her in for a fresh model.
0: <laughs> Which, again, is that abusive mentality. Right. The me um, mentality.
1: Whereas the other, other house was basically saying, no, it's only for sexual immorality. And Jesus sides with the more conservative view that was saying, no, only for the case of sexual immorality. However, what he's talking about, and I've, I've talked to various different theologians about this, but what he's talking about is he's settling the argument argument between those two parts. Yeah, um, Is it this or is it this? He's not necessarily giving an entire treatise on divorce and when it's okay and when it's not okay right because then what you'll find paul later saying is well if the person abandons you then it's okay you're not bound to them anymore
0: right mm-hmm. so first corinthians
1: is paul adding them to what what jesus said no he's not
0: right He's, there's so much gray area left in all of the words of Jesus. You have one sermon.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and we have to know context.
0: And lots of Who parables. was he talking
1: to? Why was he talking the to the culture them? at that time? What was the whole thing? You know, yeah. so to take if we take all these words out of context, and I'll even give you one more. So in Malachi, where the often quoted verse is God hates divorce. If you look at other translations, even the ESV does not translate it as God hates divorce. It translates it as God hates him who basically unrighteously divorces his wife, covers her in violence. Mm. Wow. So there's, this is where a lot of what we have been told about what does the Bible say about divorce and what doesn't it say and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff I just encourage you, if what I'm saying, I'm just here to put a rock in your shoe.
0: Yeah, I'm not here to tell (laughs) you what is right for your situation. Because I mean, you're years into (laughs) this discussion and questions and therapy and diving into God's word and prayer and counsel. Like, if you're in this space, this isn't like, take Michelle's word for it. No, and I'm going to
1: tell you right now, this is a prayer between me and God all the time. God, do not let something that comes out of my mouth be used to let someone else in. Please, mm -hmm. please, please. So I'm not going to say there's a one-size-fits-all approach for divorce. What I can say is, are there times where it is biblical? Yes. Yeah. Are there times where it is not? Yes.
0: And good thing we've been given the gift of discernment as a gift in of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the gifts in 1 Corinthians that talks about, that you can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, discern what is and is not true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, my biggest thing about all of this, though, is that, wherever you find yourself if you're in a marriage going am i so what am i supposed to do or if you are already a single mom Mm -hmm. or if even maybe you've done some things that resulted in the breakup maybe you did some things that resulted in the breakup of your Mm -hmm. marriage it's a tragedy when we decide whether or not we're going to either seek help or help somebody based on reasoning if we can reason through whether or not it's okay. Come on. <laughs> so, and I Keep use this going. analogy, <laughs> if you, okay, let's say your child does something ridiculous, jumps off the roof, breaks their arm. Right. Right. Okay. You're Dumb a, move. You're at the <laughs> ER, okay. Um, let's say another child did something not ridiculous, was riding their bike and fell, broke their arm, Mm-hmm. okay. The doctor does not walk in to the triage room and decide which kid they're going to help based on why they broke their arm. Mm. The doctor says, I see two people with broken arms. I am going to cast those kids. Yes. I'm going to help mend this situation. Yes. We don't need to go around and around and around and around. Why this? Why that? Why, 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 why? And if you have the questions why, yes. Like, those are for God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, those are... Mm -hmm. He is all in all there with you Mm -hmm. in your questions and your doubts and your worries he's not afraid of them right but when it comes to whether or not you feel that you have a place in community whether or not you feel that you can step into community whether or not if this is not your story but you know people that it is Mm -hmm. whether or not you can help them or what's allowed yeah we're just
0: there is no hierarchy to who gets healed we're in the case. Already, like already
1: yeah, we're just we're, we're in the all, hospital we're all in the right. hospital Jesus said
0: I want it to look like a <laughs> hospital for the sick yes, and yes. it's it's a level playing ground before the cross at Calvary mm-hmm. it doesn't matter at all your background or who's to blame we live in a culture that is obsessed with punishment Mm -hmm. obsessed with the hierarchy of who is more right who is more good and that justifies whether or not we show up with mercy and grace and forgiveness and love but true gospel believing christians this is a sacrifice you guys that really can only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit, where we look into the eyes of someone who does not deserve forgiveness, and we offer it to them because we received it first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. there is nothing, like you watch any movie that has that sort of theme. I just watched a movie called Philomena. I think it was like a 2009 movie or something. Mm. It was like pretty old. <laughs> And the themes were all about forgiveness, and her child had been taken from her, and she looked into her abuser, who was this, like, I don't know, nun or someone, I won't give away the entire mm. um, storyline, but just looks at her and t- tells her, I forgive you. And I just, like, I couldn't hold it back, you guys, yeah. <laughs> just, like, crying, because there is such, that is, that is holy work. It's a work of the Spirit.
1: One hundred percent. Nobody could do it apart from Him. And this is the thing that we all have to know about forgiveness Forgiveness and trust are separate. So I can forgive somebody for what they've done and not trust them anymore.
0: Yes, that's true. It might,
1: just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you can continue to go back into life the way it Mm -hmm. was. That's reconciliation. Reconciliation requires repentance in order to be possible. Yes. But that forgiveness is required for you to experience real freedom. Mm -hmm. So just as God's forgiveness of your sin sets you free from the bondage of your own sin your forgiveness of another person actually sets you free from the bondage of the sin that they've committed against you and that is when the healing work begins we often think like oh i gotta heal a little bit first and then i can say like i forgive this person wow but
0: forgiveness is the first step
1: the forgiveness is first and that's what god showed me was this is a long line of hurt this is a long line of sin that's being passed down to you through this other person. Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay connected to that? Do you want to keep experiencing the pain of what's happened to you? Mm-hmm. You have the ability to hold it against them if you want to, but you're also going to feel the pain with that too. Right. Or do you want to cut yourself off for this? Say, I'm not going to carry this around anymore. This is for you, God. This is for you to deal with. I'm going to go walk with you in peace because that's what you've called me to.
0: That's great. <laughs> Man, you guys obviously are going to want to check out her podcast and her blog and her website, especially for more resources and diving deeper into some of these questions. And I know she's available too. Send her a DM on Instagram and mm-hmm. just say hello. And um, I have some closer questions okay. for you just for the fun of Let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we'll part ways. Okay. So the first question I have for you is, what is your favorite Bible verse and why?
1: Ooh. Goodness. You know, I feel like this changes with the seasons, mm-hmm. like based on where you're at, what you're going through. Ooh. Okay. So I think it's Second Corinthians one four. But it says that God comforts us in our affliction so that we can comfort others in the same way and that has what's that verse has pointed so clearly to the purpose in the pain of what i've suffered that in my affliction god made himself so real and so present Mm -hmm. and now it makes it possible for me to sit with someone else Mm -hmm. in their pain and offer the comfort that he gave me
0: so beautiful Okay, second question. Name one item on your bathroom counter that you use every day.
1: Oh, well, I have to stay away from stuff that has chemicals in it, like makeup that has like a lot of like yeah. and artificial fragrances and stuff like that. So, um, beauty counter has a tinted moisturizer called dew skin that i really love um Ooh. that like also because i have freckles i can't do like heavy ma- like coverage makeup so yeah anyway, you gotta let the like, freckles shine it's like a little dewy it's a little sunscreeny it's a little i love no it chemical all that jazz so
0: awesome yeah,
1: makes me feel good on a bummer day
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay if you were stranded on a deserted island you could only eat one meal forever Ooh. what would it be
1: chips and salsa <laughs> That's the most popular answer. Oh, my gosh. Well, and here's the worst thing. So I'm like, I'm allergic to corn. Oh. If I eat it, it gives me eczema. And it's just like, oh. But no. um, Siete has these cassava chips that are no They're grain, no corn. Oh, my gosh. They taste just like corn chips. They're
0: so good. <laughs> OK, so you just have that in surplus. OK, what are three songs that always make your road trip playlist?
1: Ooh. Oh, man. I'm like, hang on. Let me dive into my... Yeah, uh, pull up the playlist. <laughs> like,
0: Which one do you click first?
1: Okay. I'm a huge Need to Breathe fan.
0: Me too. Their um, new album is oh so... Oh, my good. gosh. I love it. It's been it. on repeat. So bad. Okay, we just so, bought tickets. D-
1: me too. Oh, oh me too. We'll go. See you
0: there. See you there.
1: <laughs> so um, they have a... they ha- Okay, they have a song, not from this album, but from the last one called alive yes and i just love it because it's it's like this i'm on fire like we gotta run like i, I had this rage of like being held down and now i'm just like moving like Ooh. out
0: like i'm just you're like scream scream singing it
1: yeah so that one that one is a, that's a great hiking song too um then like i have a worship playlist so i love maverick city music me love. too um and they have a song called it's all I think it's an older song but it's called rest on us and it's another one of those like come on holy spirit like it's just um uh, it's so to me like I was listening to it before we even met today it was just like all right you you're going to move like baptize us afresh yes. like i'm just you're moving over us and come rest on us and be here like it just puts me in the presence like yeah. right like every time i hear it um and then I'm like, what's on my 90s playlist? <laughs> I'm like, I to-. It's, it's funny because I enjoy 90s music, but I realized so much of what I used to listen to, I sh- I don't listen to anymore. You don't listen
0: to it anymore. You to it it anymore. It's not you're like, yeah. Um, used-
1: <laughs> you okay, it. okay, okay. But no doubt, no doubt. I li- loved me some no
0: doubt. What was your favorite song? Sunday morning. Oh,
1: <laughs> like it <just> is right here. <laughs> I just wanted to be Gwen Stefani so bad. Like oh. she just. Yeah, had this like she was so cool. Glam. She's still so cool. I know, but like this, she had. I was obsessed with the forties. So like, if you were an American Girls fan back then, like Molly was my favorite, and so she just had this reminiscent. Like she had like the the oh, what do they pin call curls, it? yes, and like the red lipstick, and she just had this like such modern, a vibe, man. Oh, I just loved it. So anyway, <laughs> okay,
0: two more questions. Yep. Fill in the blank. I feel most myself when I am. Mm.
1: I feel most myself when I'm in nature. I love to hike. I love to kayak. I just like being outside. And it's like the place where I don't have to impress anybody. I don't have to do anything. It's just me and God and, like, his creation. And it's just, I feel like a creation when I'm in creation.
0: Yeah. Last question. In one word, describe yourself when you're fully living in God's will for eternity and until. Free. awesome well you guys go check out her podcast i've linked everything below thank you so much oh for showing up and offering your heart and your story to us today
1: thank you for having me girl it's
0: it's good so to good be with you. hey thanks so much for listening if you have a second leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page it helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.